This message comes from Capital One. Your business faces unique challenges and opportunities. That's why Capital One offers a comprehensive suite of financial services backed by the strength of a top 10 commercial bank. Visit CapitalOne.com slash commercial. Member FDIC. Coming up, bears, help wanted signs, and reality TV. I'm Emma Choi, and this is Everyone and Their Mom. Support for NPR and the following message comes from Front Door. We all have that endless home to-do list. Repair the leaky dishwasher, fix the fridge, get the faucet to stop dripping. Get it all done with Front Door, the one-stop home repair and maintenance app. With Front Door, you can video chat with home repair experts, diagnose the problem faster, and cross off that to-do list. Now, when your home needs fixing or maintenance, just open the Front Door. Download and get unlimited video chats with an expert for just $25 a year. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Everyone and Their Mom, a weekly show from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me where we take a break from the news to fall down a little rabbit hole instead. I'm your host, Emma Choi. This week, we're discussing a crazy new job opening with writer, comedian, and famous Twitter tea spiller. It's Ashley Ray. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so happy you're here. Ashley, I'm so excited to talk about this story. There's a job opening in Montana for a, quote, grizzly bear conflict manager. Pack your bags and head to Montana for the opportunity to work with local wildlife agencies to manage bear populations and mitigate their contact with humans. Have you heard about this? I have. I I read the article and it sounds amazing. Uh, The the job is, I believe, in Montana, middle of nowhere, and it's it's very much working with bears. Speaking of, have you ever seen a bear before? Only in the zoo. Like, I think if I saw one in the wild, I would be terrified. Like, I don't know, a wolf, I'm like, okay, you're kind of like a dog, but a bear to me is just terrifying. It's fully animal. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's get into the story. Finally, a job that's bearable. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service is looking for someone to move to Montana to, quote, manage grizzly bear conflict. The grizzly bear population in Montana has expanded into human territory in the last couple of years and has caused a lot of grizzly on human action, and not in a good way. Hey, get off my lawn! So the job is basically the person who is mitigating the contact between bears and people, right? Yes, if you were confused and thought the grizzly conflict management was between different bears, no, this is human bear conflict. (laughs) Hello, bear. Hello, person. Let's keep this civil. Ashley, I'm not going to say that I didn't not think that was true. And as you might have guessed, this is not a regular nine to five job. Okay, according to the listing for around 100K, you'll put your time between camping in the field and quote, an adequately lighted, heated and ventilated office, which makes me feel like they're looking for a lizard, right? Yeah. Yeah. The job itself sounds insane. The skills listed as necessary start off pretty much mundane, like quote, a balanced perspective and 
a strong communication and relationship building skills. And then it does like a hard left into stuff like, quote, significant grizzly bear handling experience. And this is true, being comfortable with biting insects and large animals such as bear and moose. And it's also talking about you might need gun skills, how to fly a small plane, boating. Like, who is this person they're trying to hire? It's just Bear Grylls. That's the yeah, only that's person. the only person. Like, they should just send him an email. Yeah, I have so many questions about this job listing. Like, yeah. what is significant in terms of grizzly bear handling experience? And what does grizzly bear conflict even mean? Are we talking, like, physical brawls? Or am I going to have to tell Smokey and Grizzly that this is a safe space? And maybe the scratching tree was just a way to deflect the real itch in their lives their relationship. <laughs> Ashley, do you think you could do this job? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> I think if I did it, it would turn into some sort of like Yellow Jackets reboot where like the bears have started a cult and they are eating me. It, that Yeah. <laughs> Ashley, can you imagine the first day of this job? Like, have you had many first days at work? Oh, yeah. I've had so many first days at office jobs, restaurants, retail. And I... I feel like your first day, you're always kind of like, phew, I don't have to really do anything. Like, this is my day to just sit back and learn. No one expects much from me. And Mm. I feel like this is a job where you don't have that luxury. Yeah, It seems like immediately boots on the ground. Can you Mm -hmm. fight a bear? (laughs) One of the notes was like, you don't have we don't recommend fighting a bear. But if you could fight a bear, that would be preferable. Have you ever had a first day that was as hectic as this first day seems like it would be? Oh, yeah. I I worked at a, like, fast food health restaurant that was the most miserable job I've ever had. Yeah, Yeah. it was, you know, people coming in and being like, there's not enough avocado in my green smoothie. You you cheated me out of my acai. And I I think they were, like, it was people who I think have that bear girl boss mentality. Oh, my God, yeah. And then you're just, like, back there on a line, like, trying to make as many, like, healthy buffalo chicken salads as you can. Yeah, that alone tells me I could not deal with the conflict between bears because I could not even deal with the conflict between me and like the headline cook. I would just be like, I'm out of here. We're out of chicken. (laughs) I can't deal with this anymore. Well, we were talking about girl bosses. What do you think a girl boss bear would be like? Oh, my gosh. She is, I think she's, like, dominating the forest. Mm-hmm. Like, she's looking beautiful. Like, her her pelt is just always glistening, glowing. Yeah. You know, but also she's not afraid to get dirty. Like, she's no. fighting off anyone who, who comes for her cubs. Like, you know, she's, yeah. she's willing to gatekeep their safety in a way. <laughs> Absolutely. This girl boss bear has read Cheryl Sandberg's Lean In, right? And she's yeah. telling the oh. other girl bears being like, look, you can raise your kids and catch the salmon, okay? And, you yeah. can have it all. And she's like, I think they, instead of gatekeeping, they're like, we're gate tearing down to steal a farmer's <laughs> livestock. <laughs> exactly. This message comes from Apple Pay. Everyone knows that credit card numbers can be stolen. But you know what's harder to steal? Your face. With Apple Pay, your purchases are authenticated by you thanks to Face ID, making your smile your signature. Just double-click, smile, and tap. With each tap, your card number and your purchases stay secured. Pay the Apple way with your compatible device anywhere contactless payment is accepted. 
This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Ashley, I, I'm so curious as to what this interview process looks like. Yeah, I, I, can, I can see it maybe something like, uh, what is your five-year plan uh, for befriending these bears, you know? <laughs> I, I'm imagining it like it's an interview, right? With like what you're saying with like, you know, the five-year plan, what's your greatest weakness, right? Which hopefully isn't your physical body. And then from there, you're getting, you're led into a separate room, okay? Or breakout room on Zoom where you have to like demonstrate your physical prowess, yes. right? Yeah, I think it, like, what's your greatest fear? Is it not mm-hmm. bears? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Yeah. yeah. And then you're going to and like then, a an a, like an outdoor challenge, something <laughs> like a double dare challenge <laughs> where you have to like retrieve yeah. a bunch of flags, you know, shoot mm-hmm. some things, obviously. Having a gun was yeah. very important in the job description. <laughs> it was. It was featured prominently. Yeah. So obviously the question is like, yeah. how much do you love your gun? Like <laughs> and then the third i think the final stage of the interview process is you have to watch the revenant and they just watch you watch the revenant to see how you're reacting yeah you know and if if it's anything too extreme then you can't no you can't and you kind of have to be like Mm -hmm. i see where the bear is coming from not too many people speak grizzly bear so uh Figuring out how to how to mitigate conflict with a bear is a little bit more difficult. Can you introduce yourself for us? So my name is Matt Hogan. I'm the regional director for the Fish and Wildlife Service. Um, this is so exciting to talk to you because my friends and I have been really interested in this job posting. You are part of the team that's actually hiring the position of grizzly bear conflict manager. Yeah. Is it true that when you see a bear, your first instinct is to say hi to it? Well, your first instinct would probably be to run, which would be a bad instinct. uh, Mm -hmm. Unless, of course, you're with a friend and you're faster than them, and then it might not be such a bad thing. Just kidding. You know, we were really curious about how someone becomes qualified for a job like this. Are you getting a lot of applicants? Ideally, uh, and all joking aside, we will have people who have actual experience handling grizzly bears. They're big animals and they're dangerous animals. And so having some experience uh, is is pretty critical. But also a big role of these conflict managers is dealing with the conflict with people. And so having having someone who knows both bears but also people is is pretty important. It sounds like do you have to be the most interesting person in the world to apply? You do have to have a pretty a, a pretty robust skill set and a pretty unique person, but it's a pretty spectacular opportunity. Absolutely, yeah. So you sound interested. Do you would you like to uh there might still be time for you to apply if you'd like. Matt, would you be up for mock interviewing me? Uh sure. Let's try a few questions on for size. Have you ever wrestled a grizzly bear before? I would say I've I've emotionally <laughs> wrestled emotional grizzly bears. You know, I grew up with an older sister. So in that way, I would say, yeah, definitely. How did those turn out for you? I lost most of it. You know, she's in the Navy now. But I would say emotionally, I made a mark. And so when you lost, what did you do to compensate for that? I was very humane, right? Um, I cried a little bit. And um, I, I really tried to 
mitigate conflict between myself and I. Am I doing okay? Is that you're doing, is that okay. What you're doing okay? okay? I think so far we're we're creating a little bit of a bond here. This might work. <laughs> Great. Okay. Have did you ever set a covert trap for your sister? Mm, yeah, I know what that is. Sure. Um, I definitely I did something called the Dutch oven. You know, as you might be familiar with. And and did that work pretty well? Oh, it did. It was 100 percent effective. Maybe I should. Talk to her as a reference just to make sure that you're actually being straight with us here. Let's do a role play. So uh, you're out in the job. You drive into someone's farmyard and mm-hmm. inside their chicken coop is a grizzly bear. What would you do? Great. Well, first I would see if the chickens have laid any eggs, right? Because those cost a lot at the farmer's market, fresh laid eggs. So if yes, I would pocket those, save those for later. Second, I would see if the bear is wearing a hat and a little pea coat. If yes, he's Paddington Bear, and I would get his autograph. If no, it's a regular grizzly bear. I- I'm kind of demonstrating my problem-solving thinking right now. You know, it's you- impressive. Yeah, I like the way you're going with it. Yeah. Okay, great. Third, I would look the bear in the eye and say, "Hey, bear!" And then, if the bear seemed angry, then I would offer it um, a-, a, sh- a hand to shake quietly, and hopefully, that act of of gentlemanness would would impress it. Well, uh, it's probably the m- most unique interview we'll have. Uh, I- I'll tell you what. Don't call us. We'll call you. Okay. Uh, just st- stay by your phone. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll be back with you sometime really, really soon to let you know if you've got the job. <laughs> well, good luck with finding your perfect person, even if it isn't me. Thank you so much. Thanks for your interest. What's your thing at work? Do you worry about defining like your whole deal too early? Because I definitely worry about that. Oh, and I feel like I come on strong and I let people know pretty much right away this is who I am and that's how it's going to go. Once I like, once I get past like job interview, Ashley is very like, oh my gosh, my five year plan. And then I show up the first day and I'm like, yeah, I'm probably always going to smell like weed. Uh, <laughs> you know, okay, so when I get here, I'm going to be the girl who, like, spends the first 40 minutes of the day making my own coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to do that thing to establish dominance immediately. Like, my first day as an intern at Wait Wait, I told Peter Sagal that I was threatening to quit, you know, and I kept that for a year. And you know what? That does not work with grizzly bears. There's no way that you can establish dominance over a bear. You know, that, that would not work. <laughs> no, not at all. They're ripping my Starbucks out of my hand. I'm like begging for my work wife to help me. (laughs) Your work wife is your gun. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a conflict management role, which with bears is really helpful, but would absolutely ruin reality television, you know? Oh, yeah. Because like all reality television is, is life without any mediation. (laughs) Just producers telling you to be like, keep going keep going yeah like keep going. aren't you so mad at her for drinking the last diet coke and yes we have more diet coke but like let's just focus on this energy and this anger exactly yeah you know actually this this grizzly bear job as a reality show now that another pitch i'd watch that would be amazing is it a survival show is it a dating show what is it you're a hundred miles outside of bozeman romantic it's like the real den bears of montana and they each have their own tagline too you know being like like i may be a bear but i'm also a woman <laughs> they say i'm fierce but i'm actually pretty cuddly <laughs> like I- everyone wants to be me but nobody wants to feed me <laughs> 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 
Uh, just to start off, would you introduce yourself to us? I'm Chris Colan. I uh, am the creator of Love is Blind and some other shows. Yeah, so you've produced a ton of really well-known TV shows, reality TV shows, including Married at First Sight, Wife Swap, and right now your show Love is Blind is blowing up on Netflix, right? So Chris, for our listeners who haven't seen Love is Blind, would you mind just explaining it quickly for us? Absolutely, yeah. Um, Love is Blind is a show where um, people who want to be loved for who they are on the inside and are interested in finding um, someone who to have a committed relationship with, lifetime relationship with, they choose someone to marry without ever seeing them based solely on their conversation. What about love interests you? To me, having produced a lot of these shows over the years, I think um, the most exciting shows are about love because I think that the stakes are so real and so big for the people who participate. And, you know, you talk about Married at First Sight. Married at First Sight, we have uh, eight babies that have been born out of the, the couples wow. that have been on that show. And and um, Love is Blind, we have several successful marriages, and those last way beyond, you know, whatever you see on the show. And that's really exciting to make that kind yeah. of a difference in people's lives. You're like a modern-day Cupid. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. So we asked you here today because, first of all, we're really big fans, and we've also been talking about jobs that manage conflict. And as someone at making reality TV, especially ones that deal with relationships, you work in a medium that depends on conflict. Uh, it does. You know, it's funny. I always say to the cast, I literally always say this to the cast every um, season. I say that, you know, we, we're really transparent with them. Mm -hmm. Producing drama and producing conflict is actually really easy. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, allowing real love to blossom is really hard. For us, the, the focus is really, you know, how do we allow the, the love to happen? Yeah, definitely. Do you get invested in your cast members falling in love? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we yeah. root for them, I, you know, when we're on the wedding day and mm -hmm. um, you literally don't know what's going to happen. It is. It's incredible. It feels like it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. And I mean, you you want the popcorn, and it's just it's really exciting and unpredictable, and again, really you know, real. Yeah. When I watch Love Is Blind, I'm like, oh my god, like these two people like have to get together. Like they totally should get together. Like, do you ever manipulate things so you kind of like have a hand in it, or do you just let things play out completely naturally? The biggest temptation is to want to manipulate things um, yeah. and because, you know, you're a producer and so you want things, you know, you root for things and you get invested. And, um, you know, the the hardest thing and, and honestly, the best thing that we do on Love is Blind is we don't interfere at all. I mean, in season one, one of the one of the things I remember very vividly is there's a guy named Barnett, if you've seen season one of the mm -hmm. show. And yeah. He, Barnett was deciding between Elsie and Amber. And I remember sitting in the control room and the producer who had been doing his interview came in and said, oh, my God, he, he really, truly has deep, deep feelings and loves both of these women. He could go either way and I could probably push him, you know, or try to push him yeah. to go one way or the other. And. And, you know, what do you think? And, and I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, you know what? Elsie is really the right choice for him. I remember feeling that. I remember like Elsie, like, and, and Amber, like, Amber's, so, Amber's crazy. And Amber's like, you know, right? yeah. 
And then thinking to myself, you know what? We cannot influence him in any way. He has to make the decision. And so we just, we just listened to him and heard yeah. him out. And ultimately he picked Amber and he's still married to Amber. And it was obviously the right yeah. choice. And I was totally wrong. <laughs> what was it like when you saw conflict happening, but you knew and you knew it was really good for the narrative of the show? What's that feeling like? I mean, you know, you are, <laughs> you always want a great narrative and a great narrative um, often involves conflict. You know, so so I think, you know, certainly, look, if it was smooth sailing for them, you know, every step of the way, it, it probably wouldn't be that interesting to watch. But also, um, it probably wouldn't be a very well-deserved, uh, you know, result and journey for them, right? I think if sure. you, know, you don't have, you know, anybody who's been in a relationship, um, you know, I think if you've gone through conflict together and you've come out the other side, that it makes you stronger. Absolutely. Yeah. So we should mention that you made the show Man vs. Bear, right? Yes. So we've been talking about this job opening in Montana for a grizzly bear conflict manager. And as someone who is a professional TV developer, can we workshop an idea with you real quick? Uh, yeah, love it. Okay, okay. So is there any way to make a bear dating show, okay? <laughs> Stay with me. We're calling it The Real Den Bears of Montana, Okay. And uh, we're getting bears, you know, talking it out, dating each other, a lot like what you do. I like that. I like that. Yeah? Yeah. And I think that in my experience of working with pairs, um, you you have to keep them all separated from each other. You don't want the bears to come in in too close of contact uh, with one another. So... So actually, but what if they did? Right? Well, that I mean, there's probably a love is blind esque application, so you could probably keep them separated and have them interact through the pods, and and then you know when they come together, who knows what would happen? Oh, Chris, love is bare. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. That's a good one. <laughs> Coming soon. Here's my favorite part of the podcast. This show is brought to you by Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. This episode was produced by Haley Faker, Zola Ray, Lillian King, Nancy Seichow, and someone named Tony Ravioli. Hey Lillian, can you introduce yourself to us? Hello Emma, my name is Lillian and I'm your co-worker. Our supervising producer is Jennifer Mills and our two kids stacked in a trench coat is Mike Danforth. Lillian, you were the one that pitched this story for a show this week, right? Absolutely. With my entire heart, I wanted this story to be what we did the podcast about. Once again, thank you, Lorna White, for making our sound as crystal clear as a mountain stream. I hope you live forever. Thank you to NBC News for the reporting in that clip you heard about the job opening. I just think that we're living in a bear's world, and it's important that we all know what to do if we come across one. Thanks to Matt Hogan for talking to us about the listing for the Grizzly Bear Conflict Manager, and for being the funniest person I've met at the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. You are my friend now, Matt. Both exhilarating and frightening. Chris Colin, creator of Love is Blind, thank you for teaching us how to love. The bears always won. Thank you to my co-host, comedian, wait, wait, panelist, and buddy, Ashley Ray. Do you want me to say bye? <laughs> you can find Ashley on HBO Max and as the host of the podcast, TV, I say. Follow her on Twitter for the time of your life, at the Ashley Ray, and on Instagram, at the Ashley Ray. That's T-H-E-A-S-H-L-E-Y-R-A-Y. 
Where did you learn about bear safety? Um, a couple years ago, I went camping in bear territory, so I did a lot of research. I'm Emma Choi, and you can find me at Wait Wait NPR and on Zoom with my head in my hands, trying to explain what it means to just vibe. Okay, I'm done. This is NPR. Do you want to share some of your tips with us? Sure. If you're coming across a bear, you should say hello to it. Most of the time we come across a bear, it's probably going to be a black bear, which are friendly. They're kind of the nation's Paddingtons in a way. Oh, yeah. But the best thing about black bears is that if they attack you, you have to fight back. So you have to punch them in the face and in the nose and in the throat and in the eyes. And then you're probably going to win. This message comes from NPR sponsor FX, presenting Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill, FX is Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences— You'll hear. It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcast.